Hey everybody, thanks for coming back to the Preacher Chick Podcast, where we are reading the Bible together every day this year. I'm the Preacher Chick, Stacy, and today is day 94, and we are beginning the book of 1 Kings. We'll be reading the first three chapters, as well as Psalm 94 today, um, and it's going to be a journey. Uh, we're going to read about the different kings that Israel had, and something that you're going to pick up on as we do is you're going to see that basically each one was worse than the one before. There's um, a few good eggs in there, but overall, these were some pretty um, rough men, and we're gonna we're gonna read about them. So let's go. Now King David was old and advanced in age. Although they covered him with um, with bedclothes, he could not get warm. So his servant said to him, "Let us search for a young." virgin for my lord the king she is to attend the king and be his caregiver she is to lie by your side so that my lord the king will get warm they searched for a beautiful girl throughout the territory of israel they found abishag the shunammite and brought her to the king the girl was of unsurpassed beauty and she became the king's caregiver she attended him but was not intimate but he was not intimate with her adonijah son of agath kept exalting himself saying i will be king he prepared chariots cavalry and 50 men to run ahead of him but his father had never once infuriated him by asking, why did you do that? In addition, he was quite handsome and was born after Absalom. He conspired with Joab, son of Zeruiah, and with the priest Abiathar. They supported Adonijah, but the priest Zadok, Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, the prophet Nathan, Shimei, Rei, Shimei, Rei, and David's royal guard did not side with Adonijah. Adonijah sacrificed sheep, goats, cattle, and fattened cattle near the stone of Zeholoth, which is next to Enrogel. He invited all his royal brothers and all the men of Judah, the servants of the king, but he did not invite the prophet Nathan, Benaiah, the royal guard, or his brother Solomon, because he obviously knew Solomon was going to be the king. We know this. David said this. It was going to be the way it was, and Adonijah didn't want it that way. Then Nathan said to Bathsheba, Solomon's mother, have you not heard that Adonijah, son of Haggath, has become king and our lord David does not know it? Now please come and let me advise you. Save your life and the life of your son Solomon. Go approach King David and say to him, My lord, the king, did you not swear to your servant, your son Solomon is to become king after me? And he is the one who t- to sit on my throne? So why has Adonijah become king? At that moment, while you're still speaking with the king, I'll come in after you and confirm your words. So Bathsheba went to the king in his bedroom. Since the king was very old, Abishag the Shunammite was attending to him. Bathsheba knelt low and paid homage to the king, and she asked, and he asked, what do you want? She replied, my lord, you swore to your servant by the Lord your God. Your son Solomon is to become king after me, and he is the one who is to sit on my throne. Now look, Adonijah has become king, and my lord the king, you didn't know it. He has lavishly sacrificed oxen, fattened calf and sheep. He invited all the king's sons, the priest of Iathar, and Joab, the commander of the army, but he did not invite your servant Solomon. Now, my lord the king, the eyes of all Israel are on you to tell them who will sit on the throne of my lord the king after him. Otherwise, when my lord the king rests with his fathers, I and my son Solomon will be regarded as criminals. At that moment, while she was still speaking with the king, the prophet Nathan arrived, and it was announced to the king, the prophet Nathan is here. He came into the king's presence, paid homage to him with his face to the ground. My lord, the king, Nathan said, did you say Adonijah is to become king after me? And he is the one who is to sit on my throne. For today he went down and lavishly sacrificed oxen, fattened cattle and sheep. 
He invited all the sons of the king, the commanders of the army, and the priest of Iathar, and look, they are eating and drinking in his presence, and they are saying, Long live King Adonijah. But he did not invite me, me your servant, or the priest Zadok or Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, or your servant Solomon. I'm certain my lord the king would not have let this happen without letting your servant know who will sit on the throne of the king's throne after him. King David responded by saying, Call in Bathsheba for me. So she came into the king's presence and stood before him. The king swore an oath and said, As the Lord lives, who has redeemed my life from every difficulty, just as I swore to you by the Lord, the God of Israel, your son Solomon is to become king after me, and he is the one who is to sit on my throne in my place. That is exactly what I will do this very day. Bathsheba knelt low with her face to the ground, paying homage to the king, and said, May my lord the king David live forever. King David then said, Call in the priest Zadok and the prophet Nathan and Benaiah son of Jehoiada for me. So they came into the king's presence. The king said to them, Take my servants with you. I'm sorry. There is a lot happening in my house right now. <laughs> the king said to them, Take my servants with you. Have my son Solomon ride on my own mule and take him down to Gihon. What there the priest, okay, some say Gihon. I, I've heard Gihon, I don't know. Anyway, there the priest Zadok and the prophet Nathan are to anoint him as king over Israel. You are to blow the ram's horn and say, Long live King Solomon. You are to come up after him, and he is to come in and sit on my throne. He is the one who is to become king in my place. He is the one I have commanded to be ruler over Israel and Judah. Amen, Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, replied to the king. May the Lord, the God of my Lord, the, uh, the king, so affirm it. Just as the Lord was with my Lord, the king, so may he be with Solomon and make his throne greater than the throne of my Lord, King David. Then the priest Zadok, the prophet Nathan, Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, the Carathites and the Pelathites went down, had Solomon ride on King David's mule, and took him to Gihon. The priest Zadok took the horn of oil from the tabernacle and anointed Solomon. Then they blew the ram's horn, and all the people proclaimed, Long live King Solomon. All the people went up after him playing flutes, rejoicing with such a great joy that the earth split open from the sound. Adonijah and all the invited guests who were with him heard the noise as they finished eating. Joab heard the sound of the ram's horn, and said, Why is the town in such an uproar? He was still speaking when Jonathan, son of, when Jonathan, son of Abiathar, the priest, suddenly arrived. Adonijah said, Come in, for you are an important man, and you must be bringing good news. Unfortunately not, Jonathan answered him. Our Lord King David has made Solomon king, and with Solomon the king has sent the priest Zadok, the prophet Nathan, Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, the Carathites and the Pelathites, and they have had him ride on the king's mule. The priest Zadok and the prophet Nathan have anointed him king in Gihon. They have gone up from there rejoicing. The town has been in an uproar. That's the noise you hear. Solomon has even taken his seat on the royal throne. <clears throat> the king's servants have also gone to congratulate our Lord King David, saying, May your God make the name of Solomon more well known than your name, and may he make his throne greater than your throne. Then the king bowed in worship in his bed, and the king went on to say this, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel. Today he has provided one to sit on my throne, and I am a witness. Then all of Adonijah's guests got up trembling and went their separate ways. Adonijah was afraid of Solomon, so he got up and went to take a hold of the horns of the altar. It was reported to Solomon, Look, Adonijah fears King Solomon and has taken hold of the horns of the altar, saying, Let King Solomon first swear to me that he will not kill his servant with the sword. Then Solomon said, 
if he is a man of character, not a single hair of his fall of his will fall to the ground, but if evil is found in him, he dies. So King Solomon sent for him, and they took him down from the altar. He came and paid homage to King Solomon, and Solomon to him, go to your Solomon said to him, Go to your home. At the time as the time approached for David to die, he ordered his son, Solomon, as for me, I am going the way of all the earth. Be strong and be a man, and keep your obligation to the Lord your God to walk in his ways and to keep his statutes, commands, ordinances, and decrees. This is written in the law of Moses so that you will have success in everything you do and wherever you turn. And so that the Lord will fulfill his promise that he made to me, if your sons guard their way to walk faithfully before me with all their heart and all their soul, you will never fail to have a man on the throne of Israel. You also know that Joab son of Zeruiah did to me and what he did to the two commanders of Israel's army, Abner son of Ner and Amasa son of Jether. He murdered them in a time of peace to avenge bloodshed in war. He spilled he spilled that blood on his own waistband and on the sandals of his feet. Act according to your wisdom and do not let his gray head descend to Sheol in peace. Show kindness to the sons of Barzillai the Gileadite and let them be among those who eat at your table because they supported me when I fled from your brother Absalom. Keep an eye on Shimei, son of Gera, the Benjaminite from Behirim, who is with you. He uttered malicious curses against the, me the day I went to Maenaim, but he came down to meet me at the Jordan River, and I swore to him by the Lord, I will never kill you with the sword. So don't let him go unpunished, for you are a wise man. You know how to deal with him to bring his gray head down to Sheol with blood. Then David rested with his fathers and was buried in the city of David. The length of time David reigned over Israel was 40 years. He reigned seven years in Hebron and 33 years in Jerusalem. Solomon sat on the throne of his father David, and his kingship was firmly established. Now Adonijah, son of Haggith, came to Bathsheba, Solomon's mother. She asked, Do you come peacefully? Peacefully, he replied, and then asked, May I talk with you? Go ahead, she answered. You know the kingship was mine. He said, all Israel expected me to be king, but then the kingship was turned over to my brother for the Lord gave it to him. So now I have just one request of you. Don't turn me down. She said to him, go on. He replied, please speak to King Solomon since he won't turn you down. Let him give me Abishag the Shunammite as a wife. Very well, Bathsheba replied. I will speak to the king for you. So Bathsheba went to King Solomon to speak to him about Adonijah. The king stood up to greet her, bowed to her, sat down on his throne, and had a throne place for the king's mother. So she sat down at his right hand. Then she said, I have just one small request of you. Don't turn me down. Go ahead and ask, mother, the king replied, for I won't turn you down. So she said, Let Abishag the Shunammite be given to your brother Adonijah as a wife. King Solomon answered his mother, Why are you requesting Abishag the Shunammite for Adonijah? Since he's my elder brother, you might as well ask the king's ship for him for the priest of Abiathar, and for Joab, son of Zeruiah. Then King Solomon took an oath by the Lord. May God punish me and do so severely if Adonijah has not made this request at the cost of his life. And now, as the Lord lives, the one who established me, seated on the throne of my father David, and made me a dynasty as he promised, I swear Adonijah will be put to death today. Then King Solomon dispatched Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, who struck down Adonijah, and he died. The king said to the priest of Abiathar, Go to your fields in Anatoth. Even though you deserve to die, I will not put you to death today, since you carried the ark of the Lord God in the presence of my father David, and you suffered through all that my father suffered. So Solomon banished Abiathar from being the Lord's priest, and it fulfilled the Lord's prophecy 
he had spoken at Shiloh against Eli's family. The next news reached, or the news reached Joab since he had supported Adonijah, but not Absalom. Joab fled to the Lord's tabernacle and took hold of the horns of the altar. It was reported to King Solomon, Joab has fled to the Lord's tabernacle and now is beside the altar. Then Solomon sent Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, and told him, go and strike him down. So Benaiah went to the tabernacle and said to Joab, this is what the king says, come out. But Joab said, no, for I will die here. So Benaiah took a message back to the king. This is what Joab said, and this is how he answered me. The king said to him, do it, do just as he says, strike him down and bury him in order to remove me from in order to remove from me and from my father's family the blood that Joab shed without just cause. The Lord will bring back his own blood on his head, on his head, because he struck down two men more righteous and better than he without my father David's knowledge. With his sword, Joab murdered Abner, son of Ner, commander of Israel's army, and Amasa, son of Jether, commander of Judah's army. The responsibility for their deaths will come back to Joab and to his descendants forever. But David, his descendants, his dynasty, his throne, there will be peace from the Lord forever. Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, went up, struck down Joab, and put him to death. He was buried at his house in the wilderness. Then the king appointed Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, in Joab's place over the army, and he appointed the priest Zadok in Abiathar's place. Then the king summoned Shimei and said to him, Build a house for yourself in Jerusalem and live there. But don't live there and go anywhere else. On the day you do leave and cross the Kidron Valley, know for sure that you will certainly die. Your blood will be on your own head. Shimei said to the king, This sentence is fair. Your servant will do as my lord the king has spoken. And Shimei lived in Jerusalem for a long time. But then, at the end of three years, two of Shimei's slaves ran away to Achish, son of Mega, king of Gath. Shimei was informed, Look, your slaves are in Gath. So Shimei saddled his donkey and set out to Achish to Gath to search for his slaves. He went and brought them back from Gath. It was reported to Solomon that Shimei had gone from Jerusalem to Gath and had returned. So the king summoned Shimei and said to him, Didn't I make you swear by the Lord and warn you, saying, On the day you leave and go anywhere else, know for sure that, I will, that you will certainly die? And you said to me, The sentence is fair, I will obey. So why have you not kept the Lord's oath and the command that I gave you? The king also said, You yourself know all the evil that you did to my father David. Therefore the Lord has brought back evil, your evil on your head. But King Solomon will be blessed, and David's throne will remain established before the Lord forever. Then the king commanded Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, and he went out and struck Shimei down, and he died. So the kingdom was established in Solomon's hand. Solomon made an alliance with Pharaoh, king of Egypt, by marrying Pharaoh's daughter. Solomon brought her to the city until he finished building his palace, the Lord's temple, and the walls surrounding Jerusalem. However, the people were sacrificing on the high places because until that time, a temple for the Lord's name had not been built. Solomon loved the Lord by walking in the statutes of his father David, but he also sacrificed and burned incense on the high places. The king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there because it was the most famous high place. He offered a thousand burnt offerings on the altar. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream at night. God said, ask, what should I give you? And Solomon replied, you have shown great and faithful love to your servant, my father David, because he walked before you in faithfulness, righteousness, and integrity. You've continued this great and faithful love for him by giving him a son to sit on his throne as it is today. Lord, my God, you have now made your servant king in my father David's place. Yet I am just a youth with no experience in leadership. Your servant is among your people you have chosen, a people too many to be numbered or counted. 
So give your servant a receptive heart to judge your people and to discern between good and evil for who is able to judge this great people of yours. Basically, Solomon asks for wisdom. And now it pleased the Lord that Solomon had requested this. God said to him, because you have requested this and did not ask for long life or riches for yourself or the death of your enemies, but you did ask for discernment for yourself to administer justice. I will therefore do what you have asked. I will give you a wise and understanding heart so that there has never been anyone like you before and never will be again. In addition, I will give you what you did not ask for, both riches and honor, so that no king will be your equal during your entire life. If you walk in my ways and keep my statutes and commands, just as your father David did, I will give you a long life. Then Solomon woke up and realized it had been a dream. He went to Jerusalem, stood before the Ark of the Lord's Covenant, and offered burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. Then he held a feast for all his servants. Then two women who were prostitutes came to the king and stood before him. One woman said, Please, my lord, this woman and I live in the same house, and I had a baby while she was in the house. On the third day after I gave birth, she also had a baby, and we were alone. No one else was with us in the house. Just the two of us were there. During the night, this woman's son died because she lay on him. She got up in the middle of the night and took my son from my side while your servant was asleep. She laid him in her arms, and she put her dead son in my arms. When I got up in the morning to nurse my son, I discovered he was dead. That morning, when I looked closely at him, I realized he was not the son I gave birth to. No, the other woman said, my son is the living one. Your son is the dead one. The first woman said, no, your son is the dead one. My son is the living one. So they argued before the king. The king replied, this woman says, this is my son who is alive and your son is dead. But that woman says, no, your son is dead, but my son is the, alive. The king continued, bring me a sword. So they brought the sword to the king and the king said, cut the living boy in two and give half to one and half to the other. The woman whose son was alive spoke to the king because she felt great compassion for her son. My Lord, give her the living baby, she said, but please don't have him killed. But the other one said, he will not be mine or yours. Cut him in two. The king responded, give the living baby to the first woman and don't kill him. She is his mother. All Israel heard about the judgment the king had given and they stood in awe of the king because they saw that the king's or that, that God's wisdom was in him to carry out justice. And Psalm 94. I mean, I could go on about that one, but I bet you the majority of people listening have probably heard that story and heard sermons from it and Sunday school lessons ad nauseum. The reality is that the point is that Solomon sought God's wisdom and because that was his heart, God gave it to him. So Psalm 94, the Lord, God of vengeance, God of vengeance, shine, rise up, ju judge of the earth, repay the proud what they deserve. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked celebrate? They pour out arrogant words, all the evildoers boast. Lord, they crush your people. They oppress your heritage. They kill the widow and the resident alien and murder the fatherless. They say the Lord doesn't see it. The God of Jacob doesn't pay attention. Pay attention, you stupid people. Fools, when will you be wise? Can the one who shaped the ear not hear? The one who formed the eye not see? The one who instructs nations? The one who teaches mankind knowledge? Does he not discipline? The Lord knows the thoughts of mankind. They are futile. Lord, how happy is anyone you discipline and teach from your law to give him relief from troubled times until a pit is dug for the wicked. 
The Lord will not leave his people or abandon his heritage, for the administration of justice will again be righteous, and all the upright in heart will follow it. Who stands up for me against the wicked? Who takes a stand for me against evildoers? If the Lord had not been my helper, I would soon rest in the silence of death. If I say my foot is slipping, your faithful love will support me, Lord. When I'm filled with cares, your comfort brings me joy. Can a corrupt throne be your ally, a throne that makes evil laws? They band together against the evil, or, I'm so sorry, they band together against the life of the righteous and condemn the innocent to death. But the Lord is my refuge. My God is the rock of my protection. He will pay them back for their sins and destroy them for their evil. The Lord, our God, will destroy them. And that's day 94. Come back for day 95 tomorrow. And I hope you have a great one. See ya.